Welcome to the Starch Solution Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Healthy Emmy. I am a nutritionist and the creator of the Slim on Starch program. If you want to lose weight on a plant-based diet, listen to this podcast. Also, bonus points, go and watch all of my YouTube videos, Healthy Emmy on YouTube. But if you're really serious about this, go to healthyemmy.org, apply to work with me as well as a mindset coach and a nutrition coach, and let's do this thing. Now, on to the podcast. Is it possible to relieve yourself of binge eating and release weight after a lifetime of struggling? My client Robin proves that yes, it absolutely is, even at 63 years young. Today, Robin is going to walk us through the story of how she released 40 pounds and freed herself from the binge restrict cycle through the Slim on Starch program. I'm so excited to tell your story today. So do you want to take it from the very beginning and tell us where your struggles first begin when it comes to food and body image and all of that? Yeah. So, um, you know, the more I thought about this, the more I realized that it started pretty young. Um, I never really realized it before, but just a lot of like neglect. I just had parents that were not very functional (laughs) and um you know sexual abuse also so um it just really left me with feelings of being um not good enough unlovable and then you know as an adult i struggled with uh gut issues um a lot of food insensitivities and stuff like that yeah And we would be very silly to think that those two things are not connected. The more we learn about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, what's funny to say that because when I was growing up and as a young adult, I, I connected the two myself just because if I got really upset about something, I've always said that my emotions always hit me in my gut because I would be like, Oh, instantly like, Oh, stomach is killing me yeah yeah interesting the gut is the second brain and we have that physiological reaction to threat and to trauma and to stress we tense up the stomach tenses up blood actually flows away from our digestive tract toward our limbs our arms and our legs to run away from a perceived threat and for many people like yourself as you've so bravely shared are under this state of stress constantly a thing that humans were never designed to experience so of course to have that physiological side effect uh, is something that makes sense when we sit down and think about it so tell us yeah so so tell me as you moved on later into life and into your adult years having these gut issues uh, tell walk me through a little bit more what that looked like in your day-to-day as an adult so a lot of physical suffering (laughs) Um, you know, it started leading to other areas of my body too. Um, but it really began to feel like food to me was a burden. Um, um, it wasn't something that was helpful. It was hurtful. A lot of times, um, it's something I really struggled with. And then um, because of that, and the more I found, like my youngest daughter, I found out she was hypersensitive to wheat 
And so when I took her off of that, I took myself off of it because I thought, you know, maybe this is what's been affecting me. This was like, how old is she now? 40 almost <laughs> that many years ago. Um, so I took myself off of that. And dairy has always been a sensitivity that runs in our family. But so when I started cutting out these things, um, it was really hard, at, especially at that time, there weren't alternatives, really, um, very many. And so restriction then led to binging. And you know what's funny is that my husband reminded me that the first time I remember, actually remember, he remembers right after we got married that I had a binge episode was I made chocolate chip cookies <laughs> and I made this huge batch. He worked nights. So I made them that evening and it was a huge, like a triple batch. I don't know. It was like a lot of cookies. And I ate so many of them that I was embarrassed. And so I didn't want him to know that I made them. So then I tried to eat them all. <laughs> it was so bad. I was rolling on the floor in pain. And um, when he got home that morning, it didn't work because he smelled it. And he was like, oh, did you make chocolate chip cookies? Oh. And I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so anyway, yeah. Well, it's so hard because it's not like those who struggle with alcohol or with drugs, they can abstain. Don't drink the alcohol, don't do the drugs. When you struggle with food, you can't just not eat. And when you have gut issues and food is a perceived threat, now something that you have to do in order to stay alive multiple times a day, you feel threatened by. It's a very difficult way to live and I can fully understand how you think, well, just I'm just gonna try to avoid foods, I'm gonna restrict. And then your body takes over and that's when the binge eating begins. That was your body screaming and crying saying, we need food. But of course you're in a position where you say, I know you need food, I don't know what food to give you. It's a really difficult position to be in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it is so true. A real struggle. And you tried a lot of different diets to, to try to alleviate this. There was no lack of effort on your end. Do you want to talk a little bit about the different things that you tried and how those ended up going for you? Yeah, so um, I always had this perception that I was fat, even though I look back and I was not fat. I was normal. Um, in fact, I went, you know, until I found you, I would always say, I thought I was fat. I wish now I could look like that. I would be more than happy. But um, so when I was like 14 years old, I tried my grandmother's diabetic diet, which was a really sensible, you know, portion control. And and um, so that was OK. Um, and I lost some weight. But um, then after, right before I got married, I had already, I lived with a roommate who did really good baking and I don't know, anyway, long story, but I gained about 20 pounds. So then I did juice fasting. I always tried really hard to do things in a healthy way. Um, <clears throat> so it was a, um, a really clean, you know, fresh juicing and 
enemas and all this stuff. Then I would, you know, cut out all sugar, um, cut out gluten, of course, like I said, dairy. And um, that was an even bigger struggle. And then, you know, the vegan, I did started just cut out meat because my husband had a heart attack and we realized that meat wasn't good. And, uh, and I was automatically vegan because of the dairy. I didn't really set out to be vegan, you know, but because of cutting out meat, then that's what it was. Um, and then I, yeah, but it's just always been something that I'm trying. And this Even was did the low carb, low carb thing for a while. And you had ended up, you know, with gastroparesis and having surgeries and going to the hospital. So this wasn't just, oh, I was trying out these different things. Nothing was working. This was really taking a major toll on your life. It really was. Um, yeah, I dealt with, I was dealing, I realized at one point with major inflammation. Um, and so I had all the, not all, but a lot of the itises, like tonsillitis when I was young. I had appendicitis, bursitis, and then, um, and those all ended up in surgeries and then the gastroparesis. Yeah. And then my blood pressure was climbing up and up and up. How do you keep going in those scenarios? I mean, I can imagine that you get to a point and you think, how am I going to go on? How did you continue to go on? You know, I just think I'm a fighter. <laughs> I grew up with a single mom who was very feisty and um, she taught me a lot, even though she was not very functional as a parent. She was a fighter and even to, she died young. She was only 49. She died of lung cancer, long-term smoker. But even to the very end, she would not give in. She would not talk about dying. She's like, no, I don't want to hear it because she was fighting. She wanted to keep fighting. Mm -hmm. So I think that is why I just, and I just kept, kept thinking there's got to be a solution out there. There has to be something that will help me hopeful i guess ever hopeful <laughs> yeah and you know i think it's interesting to explore the what we think of when we think of a fighter uh, because all of my clients every single sos client are those are fighters because they have struggled but they've continued to try to figure this thing out and they've come to me and so for people watching and listening that might think, oh, you know, I'm always struggling with this. I'm not a fighter. I'm not somebody who's going to, you know, be strong against the difficulties. If you're watching this video, you probably are a fighter and you just aren't giving yourself enough credit for how strong you are because you are watching this video. You are trying to see somebody that you might be able to relate to to see if you can do this too. Um, so thank you for setting this example for us for what a fighter can look like. We might not choose to be a fighter, but when we're put up against difficult circumstances and we survive, all signs point to we're a lot stronger than we think we are. And you've, you've de demonstrated tremendous strength in your journey. I so agree with that because I did not view myself as a fighter before, you know, earlier in my life. I would have people tell me that sometimes you're stronger than you think you are. And I would always feel like, no, I'm not. They don't know me. I'm just a weakling. I, I, um, no, I, I went through a lot of feelings of failure and feeling defeated. And, um, so I totally agree with that. Uh, I think, um, 
you really just, I mean, this is my scenario. I would always do it be like when something traumatic would happen, like a surgery or other traumatic things in my life. I've been through a lot of trauma, unfortunately, but would be like cry, panic, give in to self-pity for a while. And then after a while of licking my wounds, <laughs> I would be like, okay, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and do something about it. Because what's the alternative? The alternative is not going anywhere and just laying there in sorrow and self-pity, which I, I'm not going to lie, it feels good for a short period of time. But after a while, it's like, I don't want to stay here. It's too ugly and negative. And, mm -hmm. and there's sometimes I couldn't even let myself go there because I felt like I wouldn't recover. So um, I don't know. It's just a, it's always a lesson, life learning. <laughs> yeah, we get to choose our discomfort. We can either choose the discomfort of staying the same or we can choose the temporary discomfort that comes with making a change. So shifting to, you know, when you and I met, um, I love that, you know, somebody just said, you should watch these videos and you started watching my videos. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you discovered me and, and this turn in your journey? Yeah. So it was interesting because I do a, a Zoom uh, friend get together every once in a while. And it was, she's not even really a friend of mine. She's a friend of a friend. So she's more of an acquaintance of mine. But I had mentioned briefly that I was struggling with binging is when I was really trying to find a solution to that because that got really scary for me because for the first time in my life, I actually thought about vomiting after binging, like seriously considered it, and that scared me to death. So I was just kind of grasping for straws and I, I brought it up to my friends because, you know, just trying to find a solution. And she said, you need to watch these videos by this gal. Her name is Healthy Emmy. It's not your fault. It's, it's really not your fault. Look at her videos. And so I did. And um, I'm so glad I did, Emmy. I, I don't, I really, it has been the solution for me. And, but I thought, you know, I might as well just try and see everything you said. You hit all the boxes for me. Those words, those four words, it's not your fault, are so powerful. So, uh, yeah, so many of us carry so much guilt and shame and regret and blame, blame ourselves for our struggles. It is not our faults, but it is our responsibility. And that's, that's what you've demonstrated by coming to me is saying, I have found myself in this place. Not, I didn't choose this. I didn't want this. I didn't ask for this, but this is where I currently am. And I'm asking for help. I'm doing the responsible thing and asking for help. Yeah. Yeah. I always feel like I keep saying this a lot lately. It seems like there may be reasons why, where you are, where you are, but after you're an adult and you make your own decisions, there's no more excuses. Like you can't blame it anymore on, you know, at a certain point you have to take responsibility. And 
say, you know, I'm going to make better decisions for myself. Yeah. Well, let's talk about how things started to change once we once we met one another. Um, so you, you know, found me online and you decided to send in an application. We got on a call. How did you feel when you when you did that, when we first got on that call and that our relationship was still very new? I was scared. <laughs> and I just was worried like, oh my goodness, did I just get myself into some hokey program that is going to be a waste of money? <laughs> Another gimmick, you know. You know, after you and I actually met and we you inspired confidence in me. I, I felt hopeful because you're, um, it's obvious that you're very well educated and it wasn't just you, but it was a team. I, I really felt like I was getting a whole team on my side and that felt really comforting. And um, it really proved to be true. It was so logical you know, uh, the way you talked about it, the way you, I continue to watch your videos all the time. And it's always for me so logical. It, it's what I was missing before the, the psychological aspect of it. I think it's so important to allow ourselves to have mixed emotions, to feel scared, but also feel hopeful, hopeful and optimistic, which is a big, you know, this is speaking to what we do in SOS too, is expand the way we look at things, not to look at things in such a black and white manner, uh, not just in terms of food, but the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So you can allow yourself to feel scared coming into this, but also feel excited and hopeful. And and you displayed that because I know that you felt nervous about doing this, but also like, I think I might be in the right place and I'm going to ride that as well. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how things have changed and what you've achieved through our work together, how your relationship with food has changed. You know, it used to be the enemy. So talk to me about that. It's such a good thing. It's I feel like I'm in such a good place with food. It really it's not a burden anymore. I, I have a whole different feeling about food. It, it feels more like, um, you know, it was either a burden or a reward before or a, 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 an emotional soothing thing and now it's like I really did get that mindset like you try to help us with that it is nourishing my body it's just like sleep you know it's necessary it's something I enjoy it's you know, it is comforting and soothing when you're doing it the right way, but it's in a good way, not like using it as a crutch. Um, and it, it's so like, um, it builds on top of the, uh, how to say that? It's like, um, it keeps improving because you feel like, well, that feels good to do it that way. So I want to keep doing this motivating. That's the word. Yeah. So I want to take care of my body now. I want to nourish it. It's all positive. And even it has even changed the way I look at my body physically. I have to share this just kind of neat thing. Because when we were on vacation recently, I um, took a bath in the hotel bathroom, bathtub, like um, a little treat for myself, a bubble bath. And, and I looked down at my stomach and I was like, oh, this is like, almost like a, I remember my stomach looking when I was a teenager. 
it's not, you know, I'm still flabby because I'm older, but it's given me that feeling like for a minute, I'm like, wow. And it was just like so neat. <laughs> and I was able to look at it in a positive way and not look at the sagginess. You know what I mean? Concentrate on the positive. It's um, really neat. It's that food is not the enemy anymore. Yeah. And I think that's so special too, because in your younger years where food still was the enemy, where you had very intense body image struggles and not feeling worthy enough and the really difficult emotional toll that was taken on you in your teen years, you didn't get that opportunity to feel that feeling of, you know, when you did have that teenage body, but you get that now. So how cool is that? That teenage version is still inside of you and you're eliciting that feeling now. So it's not like that's lost and gone forever. She's still in there. You know, 16 year old Robin is still in there. <laughs> I love it. Thank mm-hmm. you. That is so true. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run with that. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I, I do talk to a lot of people who feel like, is it too late? Has the, has the ship sailed? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I read this book. I believe it was Tuesdays with Maury where he said people are so jealous of the 25-year-olds and the 20-year-olds and the 18-year-olds, but I I have a 25-year-old inside of me. I have a 20-year-old inside of me. I have an 18-year-old inside of me. It's all still in here, and I get all of those ages, so people should be jealous of me. So it's really beautiful that now that you're currently within a safe body, you can experience all of those years in safety. Yeah, that is so true. Thank mm-hmm. you for highlighting that because <clears throat> that's a wonderful way to look at it. Those are not lost years. I can name them back. Yeah, they're still yeah. in here. You can pick and choose. What do I want to be today? <laughs> yeah, and the other thing, the other aspect of that is my energy level and my body recovery time. It's amazing. Like, I don't, I didn't realize, I mean, is it just the oil? Because I was eating really healthy before. I was eating vegan, <clears throat> except for the binging once in, once in a while. But, um, you know, day to day, I was eating really good. And my husband would even say, you're eating so healthy. Why are you, A, not losing weight? Which he's never been bad about my body. He's always been very positive. But um, he knew my struggles. And then the other was... Um, you know, I still wasn't feeling very good. Um, but now it's like, I can do like, I can work in the garden all day, and be exhausted. But previously, if I had done that, the next day, I would have to recover and be like, oh, achy and sore and feel my age, you know, and think, oh, I'm just getting old. Now I can do that and I'm tired. I'm not exhausted. I can be out there digging and digging and digging and digging for like, I don't know, a couple hours at least, at least. And the next day, not even be sore. Maybe a little tired in my muscles, maybe. But it's wow, mind blowing. Well, we have to consider your your weight release because do you want to share with us and and I'll explain how this is all connected, but show off a little bit and and tell us what you released weight wise. (laughs) Yeah. Like 40 pounds. Yeah. So, and I had just kind of gotten used to the idea that 
I guess I, you know, my girls would be real encouraging. They'd say, mom, you just have a mom body. It's not, I wasn't morbidly obese, but I was definitely, you know, as I've gotten older, just have a, had a really hard time not letting go of that weight. Interestingly enough, if I set my mind to it, I could always lose the weight. Like I tried Weight Watchers before, you know, and I did it the vegan way and I lost like 30 pounds. But then COVID hit and, you know, I kept it off for like a year and a half. But then when COVID hit, I gradually put it back on. But I hadn't dealt with that psychological aspect. So, um, but yeah, now it's like, for me, yeah, weight loss was a goal, but it was secondary to the psychological stuff. And so when I was releasing the weight, like so easy, and now it's just so easy. I don't even have to think about it. It's like every time I step on the scale, you know, I like every couple of weeks, I'll step on the scale and go, wow, I even gained a pound. I went on vacation for 10 days. Yeah, I had some, you know, on SOS foods. Uh, that I had planned on having and you know it's like the fear in the back of your mind like oh no what's that going to do to me I didn't throw me off I didn't binge I was really I felt in control the whole time got home got on the scale right where I was before I left I'm like mind-blowing <laughs> amazing so the Every pound overweight we are is an extra four pounds of pressure on our joints. So when you release 40 pounds, you're releasing 160 pounds of pressure on your joints for hours when you're out gardening. So no wonder you feel so much better. And I'll also say that trauma is stored in our body physically. It becomes physically stored in our body. And so when you release all of that weight, you're releasing a huge emotional burden as well. What are you most proud of with what you've achieved so far? That I feel good in my own skin. I didn't think that was possible. Um, I feel so much more relaxed like I dealt with a lot of anxiety before about food and binge eating um I sometimes would feel like if I when I would binge I would feel like it was I it was such a weird feeling because it was like eat as much as I can as fast as I can it was like a panicky thing it's weird um so, and then, yeah, so just being free of that and the body image, um, it's just, I, I, that's the thing. I, I didn't think it was ever possible for me. So I'm, I'm really proud that I did the work because that's what I was scared of too with your program. I could tell it was going to take work, <laughs> like, journaling and I've never I don't it's not like my favorite thing to do when I feel like it's something that I'm forced to do in a sense you know because you're requiring it of me if I do it on my own that's different <clears throat> I like to write but it's like ah oh, I gotta think deeply about this oh and nothing would come so it really take me a lot of work to go okay just slow down Think about this, put in the work, 
you really are dedicated. You want to be dedicated to this course and you only have six weeks, so you better make the best of it. Not that I only had six weeks. I had a choice, but um, <clears throat> I really wanted to accomplish. I'm really proud of myself that I put in the work and it paid off. Mm hmm. Absolutely. And do you know what I so admire about you, Robin, is you said, I didn't think it would work for me, but you still tried anyway. And I think that that speaks volumes. And there's something to be said for people out there that think, I don't think this will work for me. You thought the same thing, but you still tried anyway. It's so true. Yeah, I had that doubt in the back of my mind. Yeah. And so Unfortunately, at the beginning, I didn't go full force into it. I mean, you could probably tell by my, I think I missed the, the first assignment <laughs> completely. Um, but then I buckled down and said, okay. And then the more I got into it, the more I was like, this is really good. This is what I need to do. I need to get these feelings out. I need to sort my brain out and my feelings about stuff. Yeah, it's really good. What advice would you give to somebody who's watching this that finds himself in a position similar to where you were? I would say, don't be afraid. Really um, give it a try. You won't be sorry. Um, if you want to get to the real reasons why you're struggling with food or body image, you found the right place and you'll be healthier in the process. <laughs> Amazing. This was so inspirational, Robin, and you, you inspire me. I find you so courageous and brave and your energy is so beautiful and contagious. So thank you for spending this time with me today and for inspiring those watching. Oh, thank you. You're welcome, Emmy. I just want to say, too, I'm 63 years old, just like your mom. <laughs> 63 years young. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're young. But uh, I don't feel that way at all. Uh, um, I feel like I'm in my 40s, really. I love it. Well, thank you again, Robin. This was lovely. I'm so excited for this to go up. And I think you're really going to inspire a lot of women. I hope so. Thank you so much for believing in me because um, I've always had a hard time believing in myself, a lot of self-doubt. So, Well, if this is proof, I mean, if this isn't proof that you can do it, I mean, how cool. You know, you're going up on my YouTube channel and thousands of people are going to be inspired by you. So how cool is that, that you really can do this and now you are setting the stage for other people too? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I love that out of adversity, there can come, you know, positive things. Oh, yeah. And if it inspires others, that is the thing. I've always wanted to help others. I'm a caregiver in my profession, yeah. so it's what I like to do. If you made it to this point of the video, comment fighter because Robin is an absolute fighter and you are too. And if any part of Robin's story resonates with you and you're not already a client of mine, please click the link in the down bar so that we can make you a client of mine and give you the life that you deserve. I love you honeys and I'll see you in the next video.